0: Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200.
1: Your home of the pens and the best pens coverage. WXDX FM, Pittsburgh, and
0: iHeartRadio station. There was supposed to be some kind of meeting... A Pitt's Athletic Board today. It was scheduled long ago, but it got canceled because of the coaching search. They canceled one meeting to have another meeting. Urgent, urgent, emergency, but that's what they said about Foreigner. Like I keep telling you, no team in Pittsburgh sports history has ever been in more trouble than Pitt basketball right now. The Steelers and Penguins have been way down But then they drafted guys like Terry Bradshaw and Mario Lemieux and Sidney Crosby. Pitt went 0-10 last year, okay, but the real problem is, I just don't see a way back for years. I hate even debating who the coach might be. Because unless Pitt backtracks and gets Sean Miller, the new coach will have zero butts. He'll be some fifth-string putts like Kevin Stallings was. Now there's word that Pitt is looking at Mark Schmidt from St. Bonaventure. He used to be at Robert Morris. Zero buzz. Maybe pitcher should have kept Stallings for another year. He only coached two years, which is absurdly brief. And look at the mess that's going on right now. Sick again, brought to you by 84 Lumber. Helping you build the right way since 1956. I ask you again, who can fix this? I ask you again, how can this be fixed? Mark Schmidt ain't going to fix it. <laughs> the Robert Morris guy. Zero buzz. Heather-like, Pitts AD. People are going out of their way to cover her ass. To give her a break. To cut her slack. Oh, look at what Scott Barnes left her. Oh, she was left in a terrible position. I don't think so. I think Heather, like, really screwed up. Before she fired Stallings, she needed to have a plan. And a good candidate she knew she could get to replace Stallings. Heather, like, did not have a plan. If you look at the mess that Pitt is mired in, the muck, the entanglement, the slippery slope, the spider web. If you look at that, look at it all you want, as long as you like. Look real close. You can't find any semblance of a plan. Absolutely no trace of a plan. It was, well, we'll fire Stallings. He went 0-18. People want him fired. Fire him now. And then after they fired him, they were like, uh, what do we do next? Because... Like Pitt is traditionally done, thanks to those rich dopes, whatever they call the Golden Panther douchewads these days. They have undue influence. They always overestimate the attractiveness of any job, every job at Pitt. They overestimate the hierarchy that Pitt athletics fit into. It's a lot further down the totem pole than those nimrods think. Anyway. Here's Mark Schmidt's resume. The head coach at Saint Bonaventures. Before that, he was at Robert Morris. In 17 years, his record is 272 and 242. He's been under 500 in eight of his 17 seasons. He's reached the NCAA tournament two times in 17 years, and he's 55. He's an old failure, is what Mark Schmidt is. You're going to bring him in to rebuild. He'll be dead before they're good again, and he'll be happy he's dead because they'll never be good again. And like I said earlier, they might not even be able to get Mark Schmidt, not right now, because the Xavier coach might go to Louisville, which leaves the Xavier job open, and Mark Schmidt wants to see if he can get the Xavier job. But why would Xavier want Mark Schmidt? I think he's overestimating himself, just like Pitt. By force, by nature of the mess they're in, is overestimating Mark Schmidt right now. Uh, like I said uh, last hour, Pitt basketball suck and hind. You know what? Even with the scrub coaches, they even got to wait for Mark Schmidt to determine if he wants to come to O and eighteen Pitt. Yikes! Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine is the number to call. Penguins play New Jersey tonight. New Jersey, very interesting team. They're just about as fast as Pittsburgh, but with a lot less skill. They play with a lot more defensive acumen, though. Frankly, a lot more accountability through all three zones. Uh, they're trying to figure out who their number one goalie's going to be in the playoffs. Corey Schneider's been looked upon as an elite goalie, but he hasn't really played like an elite goalie. He's been hurt some this year, too. And Kevin Kincaid won three games in a row when the Devils rocked West earlier on their current road trip. I don't know who's in the cage for the Devils tonight, but uh, that's quite an interesting story there. Just as in Washington, where Gebauer might wind up starting the playoffs ahead of Holtby. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. John Steigerwald joins me in just a few moments. Let's go to John in Slippery Rock, John. You're on with the Super Genius. Good day, Big Sexy. How are you? Really good. Hey, sir. Um, I know you
2: just covered this uh, about the home and away records for the Penguins and uh, home ice during the playoffs. But right. I mean, what do you attribute there, the difference, like the Jekyll and Hyde that we see from home to away? Um, it it kind of concerns me, especially during March. I,
0: I don't know. I, I think on the road, usually when teams go on the road, they tighten their game up and play a bit more defensively because they don't have to entertain the fans, right? Right. But I see the Penguins being sloppy on the road. Like I said, it goes against the usual dictum of how uh, NHL teams play on the road. I don't know. Maybe they're tired. Uh, they've played an awful lot of home and homes, you know, back-to-backs. Right. I, don't, I think that has, you know, hurt them a bit. I, I guess the short answer is I don't know. What do you think?
2: I just I, I, to tell you the truth, I'm, I'm not really sure. Like you said, I think they just play a much looser game. They seem lackadaisical. They uh, they have men breaking out of uh, of the D section, and they get uh, too many uh, breakaways, too many two on ones going the opposite direction. Uh, I don't know if they're just lackadaisical and missing their assignments. Um, it just seems that it's it's more profound on the road. And I guess that scares me come playoff time because since we're behind Washington, um, we're probably not going to finish. And first, since they have a game in hand.
0: Yeah, but playoff time's a totally different style of hockey, a totally different mental outlook, and it's a mental outlook that the Penguins have mastered over the last two seasons. Don't get me wrong. A lot of the things you're talking about could jump up and bite them into behind come playoff time if they don't straighten it out. I think one problem with the way the Penguins play is they're a bit too big for their britches. They throw blind passes into the middle of the rink assuming someone will be there. Look Mm -hmm. at the Watch tonight. One thing that does scare me for the playoffs, I've been saying all year that they make too many mistakes at each blue line, and they're still making too many mistakes at each blue line. Up next, in studio, oh wait, this just in, Kevin Kincaid will be in net tonight for New Jersey in a big game here in Pittsburgh. That might not be too good news for Corey Schneider. They're presumed number one at season start moving forward. Up next, again King of Old School, John Steigerwald, 105.9X. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, huge fan. You're talking to the super genius. No doubt, Double M. Hey, Mark, good the best onion drinks. Ooh. The X at 105.9. Joining me now in studio, he is the king of old school, 40 years in broadcasting, author of two books. Follow him on Twitter, at SteigerWorld. He is John Steigerwald. Stag, what's going to happen with Pitt basketball? That program's in bad shape, and I don't see an easy way out, and I don't see a good hire as coach available.
2: Well, if it's not Sean Miller, and even that uh, could turn into a disaster, even though it would be a big splash to make if they hired him right now, Uh, even even if they did that, you'd still be waiting till next April when his assistant who was arrested and charged with whatever it was, bribery, um, he goes on trial next April, April 19th, a year from now. Um, so even the, even the one thing that looks like it might turn into a positive for them, even if they did that, then the next five minutes, you'd still have to, would come with a caveat, wouldn't it? I mean, with, with Sean Miller, you don't know. Yeah, but I got to tell you, well, let's consider what he did. He
0: supposedly signed off on giving a recruit a hundred K to come to Arizona and it supposedly is on tape via wiretap, but nobody's heard it. No. And everything else is, he said, he said, there's. Nothing concrete. No,
2: that's what I'm saying. Right now, I mean, you get I away with it. I would take the risk. Yeah, I think there are... It there... might
0: blow up in your face, but the whole thing is blowing up in Pitt's face
2: as we speak. If Hurley would have been available uh, and willing, then it might be different. You pass on Miller and just just don't don't... You figure you don't want to mess with that? Oh, no, no. I would have taken Hurley... I'm not going to say over
0: Miller. I think Miller's a superior coach. But given the circumstances with yeah. Miller... Hurley would have been acceptable, more than yeah.
2: acceptable. But
0: now, I mean, who would you rather have, Mark Schmidt from St. Bonaventure's it's, or
2: take a chance with Sean Miller? It's no contest. And, uh, and I don't know. I was told yesterday by a guy, I think, who knows what's going on, that uh, they were back in with Miller yesterday. And I don't know if that had anything to do with their meeting being canceled today, um, which it was, you know, the, the meeting they were supposed to have today with the athletic department to talk about all this stuff. Apparently, it was one of the things they were going to do. That was canceled. And so nobody knows what's going on right now. And I, um, you know, if they don't get Sean Miller, uh, I don't know who's out there. The, the, the guys they're sniffing around, are, are, they might be good. Even Schmidt might end up being a good coach. I don't know. Well, no, but, he, he could be a good coach, but his record and resumes no, aren't good. No, and the kid, the guy from uh, St. Bonaventure. And, and That's him, Schmidt. And, no, and, no, no, I mean, there's the, the uh, uh, Oates. Oh, the guy from
0: Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, he's only had one big win in his life.
2: Yeah. Beat Sean Miller.
0: Yes, yeah, ironically, they should get yeah. them both. Yeah, uh, but but I just I think the big problem here is that they fired Stallings to appease the masses without a concrete plan for replacement.
2: There was absolutely no hurry to fire Stallings. They fired him like what twelve seconds after the game ended, the <laughs> la- his last game ended. So I mean, they, they could have still had him hanging on right now, and and they could have. Uh, one thing they would have avoided is the ugliness of trying to. Um, Weasel out of paying what they owed them. Uh, just wait and, and let them let them twist in the wind. You know, you know. Look, I, if, if you want to guarantee me that I'm going to make nine million dollars over the next five years, you can have me twist in the wind all you want, as long as I know that's at the end of it.
0: Uh, why did this happen to Pitt? Why is it such a mess, Stag?
2: Well,
0: Don't forget, it was just two years ago. Two years ago, that Pitt was nine and nine in the ACC, five hundred, which ain't
2: bad in the ACC. Mm-hmm and made the tournament. Well, I saw some numbers on Jamie Dixon, and and his program was slipping. Uh, The games were considered boring. I think they were just... um, I don't know. Again, they they were too impatient. And if you're going to let Jamie Dixon go, however that happened, I don't think he goes if Pitt wants him to stay. However that happened... Have, have a, a plan. Uh, you know, wh- what they went through to end up with Stallings, where'd that come from? So, if, you know, if you're going to let a guy who's had the success that Dixon and Howland had, when you end that era, and Pitt was still a, a good job then, they were still packing the peat. They had, as you said, nine and nine in the ACC. They weren't totally in the toilet. So, why not? same thing with Dixon as with, with Stallings. Why not wait till you have something before you let him go? Yeah, I agree, and that's why this is
0: blown up because they had no plan beyond firing uh, Kevin Stallings. Now, in the history of Pittsburgh sports, tag, what team was in the most trouble that just was down and out with no way back? Because I can make a strong argument that it's Pitt right now.
2: Um, well, you got some good ones. Uh, you got your uh, your Pittsburgh Pirates drug trial in 1985. Well, well right, but, but I'm not talking about
0: scandals. I'm talking about just a bad team that shows no signs of of getting better. There's no plan to get better. No person that can make them better. I I was like with the Penguins when they were bad and Mm -hmm. the Steelers when they were bad. They got to draft Terry Bradshaw and Mario
2: Lemieux and Sidney Crosby, whereas
0: Pitt has to go out and recruit to play for an 0-18 team.
2: Well, the Penguins were going nowhere if they don't get the salary cap. They were done. Right. Um, But that that happened. But they did. And and I think most people figured it was. And that was their way out. And people figured it was going to happen as soon as they had the lockout that that that's what it was about. Um, But... I I wrote in my column last week. I think it was in my column where I wrote that uh, uh, they the basketball team is a, is as far down the toilet as the football team was. The Pitt football team prior to Johnny Majors coming in here was as bad as um, as bad as the basketball team is now. I would say uh, they were. I mean, it I, was a mess. There were games. Just I mean, just picture Notre Dame comes to town. The stadium is filled because it's Notre Dame. It's like fifty six to nothing at halftime. And the coaches agreed to let the clock run in the second half. Just run the clock. and that half was over in a half hour, so people could get the hell out of Pitt Stadium. And it, so, I mean, that's how far down the football team was. And it took Johnny Majors coming in here. And you know, I I talked to some old timers at Pitt who said that, and I don't have any details, but it, it's pretty. It's a pretty well accepted idea that Johnny Majors was just told, bring in whoever you want. We gotta we gotta and change. However this. you can. Yeah, and they did, and it worked. And it worked up until Jackie Sherrill went 33 and 3 over three years. Think about that for a minute. 33 and 3, and a guy named uh, Ed Bozick became the athletic director, and he started looking around and he said, We can't do this anymore. We're we're, we're a university. I I can't have this anymore. Johnny May, or or, I'm sorry, Jackie Sherrill looked at it and said, "Um, Well, I'm not staying here. If I can't do what I've been doing that helped me be 33 and 3, I'm out of here. And he did, and he left. So I think the basketball team is right there right now. And, and, and no worse, no better. We're talking to John Staggerwald. He's brought to
0: you by Matt Mertz Plumbing, Kant on a name you could trust. Now, here's a fun story. Ike Taylor got fired by the NFL Network for sending a video of himself, pleasuring himself to a female coworker. Uh Staggy, dumb can take a vacation, but it always comes back home. <laughs> oh, my God. And, 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 like, I, I said, I can't believe. Ike Taylor's semi-literate. You've heard him talk. Oh. When he signs his autograph, he uses block letters. Yeah. He got a job in the media somehow, but I got to tell you, he was folksy and witty and all that stuff, and he blew it. A guy got a gift from God dropped in his lap, and he
2: blew it. I tweeted today that that in all my years of doing this, if I were to make a list of the worst interviews I ever did or ever, you know, worst guys I for interviewing I ever saw, Ike would definitely be in the top five, maybe top three, and and also on a list of having absolutely zero chance of ever getting a job in the media i would have never thought he could get a job in the media as you said he somehow pulled it off and was doing okay you know my wife when she reads these sees these stories about and i she's the only woman that i have enough of a relationship with to talk about it something like this with when she sees these stories of guys doing this she says what makes these guys think that we want to see that? I mean, what, what you know, who who does that? Well, I got to tell you, and he worked with it. But what makes you think that you're doing them a favor by doing that, and that they're not going to get a little annoyed by it? Well, and I know this wasn't Ike's only
0: barbecue. He's done this with other women. Oh, he has. Yeah, yeah. He's a
2: serial. I Apparently
0: don't. Apparently, it's worked out well, well for him because yeah, he kept
2: doing it. So,
0: well, you know what? Maybe some women yeah, respond I get, to it. Yeah. But, but my point was. Don't do it with somebody no. you work
2: with. Not at the NFL okay. Network like, when like, you're like, probably like, paying you a pretty good buck. And,
0: like, like I said, you, you know the phrase,
2: don't crap where you eat? Yeah. Don't do that either. No. Don't do what I did. Especially, was, I think he did, well, I don't know when he did it, but it was did he do it after the, the uh, Wal, Wal, uh, what's his name, uh, Wallenstein? Um, uh, Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I used to work for a guy named No, I
0: think this was before that broke. I, I think that okay. I, think, I think the news right. about what he and Donovan McNabb and all those guys yeah, did broke. Yeah, that probably before. Yeah. Uh, after the Weinstein thing, but they did it before you know Weinstein's news got. And it. the
2: guy that I knew named Wallenstein, he had nothing to do with Weinstein.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you know what sucks, and I brought this up earlier. Brett Favre did this to Jen Sturger. Yeah. Who worked in sports media? Yeah. And she didn't, you know, have sex with him. She she didn't out him either.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I said earlier I mooted what exactly happened, how the news broke. One of her friends saw it, you know, when she showed him, showed yeah, her, yeah. and then she broke it, and, you know, it snowballed from there. Right. But the the bad thing there was Sturger's the one who lost her career. Nothing happened to Brett Favre. Because she ruined
2: or, or tried to or, or could have ruined Brett Favre's career?
0: Well, because I guess she broke the code of silence, and, yeah. and you know, that's ridiculous. I mean, she should have had her career, I don't want to say amplified, but no. it should have been killed by this.
2: No, I, uh, again, what was Brett, Brett Favre? You know, I, I don't, I just, I don't, it doesn't compute with me. I heard you talking about it earlier. It's just, um, do you know anybody who's ever done that? I don't. Uh, you know, I, may, maybe I do know and I don't know it. You know what I mean? But maybe I do know something But that. Well, well that the, just, the
0: sad part is if she had gone over and serviced him, her career probably would have at least
2: maintained well, its trajectory and maybe skyrocketed. It would have ended up with that, yeah. But, but. Uh, he did not. Did he ever admit to doing it and pay her off or something? No, I don't think either. Yeah, but I, I
0: think it was pretty. I, I don't know, but yeah, you know it. I've never seen Brett Favre. You know, yeah. So I can't tell. Uh, Penguins uh, are getting ready for the playoffs soon. Mm-hmm. If you coached the Penguins, would you put all three stars on different lines, or would you bunch your top forwards on the top two lines like every other team does it?
2: Well. I would I would keep it spread out until um, I saw a reason to do differently. And I and I'm my my theory about the way they're going right now is the same as it was at the beginning of the year. There's just no urgency. There's no desperation, and it's hard to judge what's really working because they, they, it's just not there right now. It's well, just, like, they, they don't care. Like,
0: like a Scott told me at the game Wednesday, the Penguins just want
2: the playoffs to start tomorrow. And, and I think they felt that way in October. You know, but they, <laughs> it took until. January to figure out that hey we stink right now we're going to miss the playoffs and, 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 and the other
0: the other thing in that formula is honestly the guys on this team the stars like Crosby and Malkin and Kessel they don't really care that much about numbers no so they're not going to push themselves to go out there and run up stats although their stats are pretty good especially Malkins but but like there's not even an uh, an individual. You know, stat-based
2: motivating factor
0: for these guys right
2: now. I don't think. No, you tell me. I, you think that Sidney Crosby is looks like the 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 uh, the same guy who you're going to see in the playoffs, where he's just relentless on the puck and. Well, I I think uh, Sid's uh, had he, a great year. Oh no, I, he I scored that you, but, great goal the other night. Oh, ridiculous!
0: But but my thing is, I think he needs more help. You see, that's why I would consolidate the stars onto. Well, I, the I lines. wouldn't be against trying that. Well,
2: they have, but but I they, mean, like for extended period, they
0: traded for Brassard specifically to have right. you know the center yeah. Kessel, right? So I think they're really married to that
2: idea, barring disaster. And again, I don't think they really know how well that's working because they're they're not the team that you're going to see three weeks from now. They're just not. They're just not playing the same way, no, uh, offensively or defensively. Uh, they're they're once they this is a team that's pretty good. I've proven pretty good to be at. Knowing how to play in the playoffs and what it takes, and the kind of intensity that it takes, and the attention to detail and all that stuff, and it's just not there right now. They they just don't care. It's just so obvious. I mean, when I, when I look at Sidney Crosby, the, the thing that's amazed me throughout his entire career is that is 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 the the way that he just he goes a hundred and forty percent all the time, and I would be so sick of playing against him. I, if I was uh, if I was having to guard him during a game, so that was my job. I'd hit him over the head with a stick by about <laughs> ten minutes into the first period. It would just drive me crazy. He, he just I would say, Sid, it's five to one. You got you know this game. doesn't just calm down, will ya? He just but I think he's actually he knows no other way. Yeah, he knows no other way. I do think he's backed off, and some of that might be I'm not getting hurt with eight games to go in the season. Either. No,
0: I don't know if it's that. I, I just may be older, wiser. Yeah. I also think his production's down a little bit this year because you know i don't I don't think they're playing him with the right guys no. but here's what always happens he always gets if they're going to divide the talent among three lines he always gets third choice right because he's the best player in the world and he can elevate guys but maybe he can't do that indefinitely well, or maybe you get tired of doing it after all what really angered me was there was a time early in the season when because we had Riley Shane as the third line center he got to center Gunsell and Kessel by way of trying to create that balance right but then Sid was up, you know, playing first line, quote-unquote, with Jabroni City. I wrote a column in the Trib saying that, for all effects, Sidney Crosby's the third-line center.
2: Right. You well, know, yeah, I remember that.
0: I think Gensel's a good match for Sid, but uh, I think you need to get Hornquist up there with him. then again, Hornquist has played so well with Malkin, you don't want to slow Malkin down. Yeah,
2: and I think Hornquist has a lot to do with Malkin's point totals right now. And and I think it'd have a lot to do with anybody's point yeah, totals. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and, but... I ask you a question. I think I we I, I said this on TV Sunday night when you were there. Would Malkin be up there pursuing the scoring leader, leading the league in scoring if he if you switched him with Crosby and had him play with all the guys Crosby's played with this year? Would it be even well, close? Well, but, but you wouldn't do that. Like, no, I'm I, saying. I, I'm just saying that's if you're going to look at point totals to judge somebody. Well, put it this way. Let's simplify that. I think if you had Hornquist with Sid instead of Malkin, yeah.
0: Malkin's points would be down a bit, not much. Sid's points would be up a bit. Yeah,
2: that's all I'm saying. And but, and, but
0: I, when you look at the guy who's won the last two playoff MVPs, the Con Smythe Sid,
2: yeah, it's safe to conclude you need to get him going for the postseason. Ah, uh, yeah, and 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 it's it, it's hockey. And if you're going to judge somebody, you can't just look at a guy's point totals. And that included in the playoffs when when Crosby's numbers were down when they were, they were struggling in the playoffs a few years ago. You can't just look at a, his point totals. You got to look at how many passes does he make in a game. That should have been a goal if the person on the other end of the pass was somebody who could, you well, know, see, I score a, a goal. I think it's so. actually
0: more organic than that. I think what he needs from his line mates is, is, is they need to help him down low. Like, everybody likes that Sid in the kids' line because it makes for a good t-shirt, him, Gensel, and Sherry. Yeah. Those guys don't play well down low, and Sid has to do too much work down low. That's the value of Hornquist. He's big, he's strong, he plays along the wall, he plays in the blue paint, he takes some of that burden off Sid. And the ironic thing is... Sid isn't crazy about playing with him but uh you know he needs to yeah
2: right and he's got a he, I, I don't know why well I guess I do know why it's but the speed. I, it's yeah, the speed yeah yeah but here's the thing if you watch Malkin right now and not just right now but most of the season when he's been playing with Hornquist and, and a lot of the points he's been getting it seems to me Malkin's been getting a lot of points by pickle stabbing the puck in because no Hor- question. Hornquist is down there and 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 Malkin is just bull rushing knocking goaltenders over and throwing his weight around more than he ever has it, because he's he's down he's right in front and and teams can't handle both uh, with, they can't handle both of them him and Cornquist um, uh, that's the king of old school John Steigerwald Staggy is
0: brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing caught on a name you could trust we got actually Staggy's the last guest so we got nothing I can tease for the rest of the show but I'll I'll do something. my uh, something yeah one oh five nine X And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark, how you doing? We're all going to rock to the rules I make. Double M, big fan. How you like it now, bitch? The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. Looks like Chris Mack is going to leave Xavier to go to Louisville. And then Thad Mata, who declined a chance to come to Pitt. Delete. He may go to Xavier. I believe he coached there before. Does that sound right? Yes, he did. So if I had to guess right now, Mark Schmidt from St. Bonaventure is the front runner to be the new head coach at Pitt, and boy, what a sad state of affairs that's going to be. Uh, who knows how he'll do as coach. He might be a good coach with a bad record. There are good coaches out there with bad records. But when you consider what he's going to have, to work with when he gets to pit, the situation he has to come into and try to recruit for. Yikes. To go over Schmidt's resume, he's 55, he's no young kid. In 17 years as a NCAA Division I basketball coach, he's 272 wins against 242 losses. He's been in two NCAA tournaments in 17 years. He's had eight losing seasons in 17 years. That's just not a good resume. It's not as good as Stallings is, and they fired Stallings. And again, the major mistake made in this whole sad drama is that Heather Like, the AD, who I'm not giving her the benefit of any more doubt. She's an incompetent fool, just like her predecessor. Maybe Scott Barnes put her in this position, but she fired Kevin Stallings, with no plan of succession. No idea who she was going to get to replace him. She fired Stallings as soon as the season was over to appease the masses, to appease the Golden Panthers, the influential alumni, but she had no plan. And now that's blowing up in her face. It's absolutely pathetic. Let's go to Poncho at Fiore's Pizza. Poncho, you're on the Mark Madden Show.
2: Hey Mark, I apologize if you already
0: touched on this, but uh have... Hello. Hello. Four we lost him. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine, the number to call. Uh, again, I just don't know how Pitt digs out. No idea. Uh Penguins play New Jersey tonight. Penzo and two against New Jersey this year. Devils got a lot of speed. Devils have to win. Florida is breathing down their necks for that last wild card. It's not must win in the mathematical sense, but New Jersey would certainly be helped along in their playoff pursuit with the win tonight in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's uh, I don't know if Florida's going to catch New Jersey. Florida got killed last night by Columbus four zip. I wish there was some way for me to put fact to this instead of just saying, you know, as I remember, but as I remember, whenever a team in a playoff spot around this time of year slumps a little bit and a team behind them puts on a big run to almost catch them, that's usually how it ends. They almost catch them. Although, boy, the way New Jersey's played lately, which is kind of blah, and the way Florida plays lately, which is just about unbeatable till they got slaughtered by Columbus last night, who literally are unbeatable right now with a 10-game winning streak. Uh, I don't know who's going to make it there, but New Jersey could sure use a win tonight. Curious to see what happens with uh, Zach aston reese and Dominic Simone, both of whom practiced today in full. The coaches really like Dominic Simone. I don't. They do. I think he's going to be back in the lineup tonight. That's what Jason Mackey of the Post-Gazette said a bit earlier. I want to see Aston Reese get back in there ASAP. Let's go to Dick. about out, And, Dick, very quickly, you're on with Double M. Yeah, Mark, uh, I think the Heather Light situation is somewhat akin to our old friend, Al Swearingen, where the heads are saying, kill this guy, kill that guy. Yeah, kill you think that you thought this would be funny. It's not. See you later. Yeah, let's reference a HBO show from 15 years ago and hope people remember. If I do it, it's cool. If you do it, nobody gets it. Let's go to Mike in the car very quickly. Mike, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, what do you think about Rick Patino as a coach for a bit? They're not going to do it. Anything else? Nope. Thanks to the call. That's the best way to handle, like, Fantasyland stuff. What about digging John Wooden up and dipping him in the fountain of youth and appointing him as coach and Ponce de Leon as the assistant coach? How about that for a dated reference? I'm hanging up on the guy for a Deadwood reference, and I'm talking Ponce de Leon. Bob McLaughlin next, 105.9. The super genius, Mark Madden. Super genius, how you doing? Good, Mace is always a component of any nice day. Thank you for making my day. Yeah, what you said. The X at 105.9. Joining me now, Bob McLaughlin. Bob brought you by 84 Lumber. Bob, uh, this pit thing, you know, sometimes I think I'm talking about it too much, especially with the Penguins almost in the playoffs, but uh, they're not in the playoffs, it's almost. And this pit thing, it, it's just irresistible. Is it fair to say that no plan was in place when Stallings was fired? And that's probably the biggest part of this mess.
1: Oh, yeah, that's absolutely fair. I think it's been proven out. You know what? If you uh, I mean, you have your list of names, you know, that that list of names that all ADs have to have. You got to be in contact with those people, you know, here and there until something happens in case something happens. But when it does happen, you better have an absolute plan that, you know, 90 percent that you're going to get this person before you make a first move. Uh, if you don't have that, you end up with what they're in right now. And it's, th- there's nothing good coming out of this. There's no lifeline in this scenario, Mark. Uh, they're going to have a long, long rebuild with a lot of trouble in the future.
0: I think too many people are involved in the decision-making process. I think the the uh, influential alumni, the erstwhile Golden Panthers, I think they dictate too much of what goes on. And they may be rich and they may give money to the university, but really, they're just fans and not qualified at all to be part of this,
1: yeah, and I know that you know college sports is all about the money, and these guys are big ticket donors. Um, you know they do pull a lot of strings down there and have always in the past, and maybe it's diminished a little bit, Mark, that what they had in like the late '70s, '80s into the early '90s, but believe me, they're still influence with the money that is thrown. Oh around no, there's
0: there. huge influence in fact, I blame them for this mess because I think they wanted stallings out. At- bag and baggage the day after the season ended and maybe Pitt should have taken a step back and considered where it would go after that before they got rid of Stallings I don't think firing Stallings despite going 0-18 was automatic you know I might have kept him for one more year because two years isn't long enough and then you could really get a grip on what you want to do if Stallings has another uh equally or close to bad year
1: I think the door was shut on that Mark I think that the 0-18 and especially All right but Wh- who shut it Oh, absolutely. Uh, believe me. I'm not, you know, I'm not taking the counterpart on this one. Um, but I think you had to let go of him there, but like I said, you had to have his replacement, you know, locked up. 90 95%, you had to have the deal done. They stepped up with the money. Um, uh, but boy, there's just candidate after candidate slipping through their fingers right now. And
0: What and- what, what what's your take on Mark Schmidt the St. Bonaventure coach? You've heard me read his resume a few times during today's program, uh, for me, it is not at all impressive.
1: There's a big difference between getting a win or two in a tournament you know, and playing the competition that he plays right now and then stepping into a program like Pitt in the ACC with the trouble they've already had and who they're recruiting against. Uh, That doesn't knock me out at all. But you know what, Mark? There's no name right now that's left that knocks me out. And that's, and that's the problem. Should
0: they backtrack and get Sean Miller? Uh, would Sean Miller come if called?
1: I don't know. I would have no problem with that, like we talked about yesterday. Make it an ironclad deal where Pitt is protected in case something happens in the future with the investigation. Put money at him. It can only work out well. And if it doesn't work out for Sean Miller and something happens in the investigation, you're still protected. Now you kind of got a parachute. Now you kind of have – you save a little bit of face in front of the fans because you have that happen that way. But at least they took the step to get somebody in there, somebody who the fans want. And I'm not saying it has to be the fans making this call, Mark, um, but it should have been handled five different ways better than it was this way.
0: Well, no, they let the Rich fans make the original call, and the Rich fans are going to be upset when this doesn't go – when they have to settle for Mark Schmidt or whoever – but the uh the uh the lesser fans will be upset too. This is just a crap sandwich, and everybody's gonna have to take a bite. Up next, boy, in the game of football, employment it's it's going around. And some guys made their bed and now they gotta lie down. Fair or not, one oh five nine.